Hey, welcome to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Eric, Sean, Jacob, and John. Ooh, that, the, the outdoors podcast. The memory wasn't mm, there yes. for us. It's mm. been a while. It's been <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. How many months? Eight. Wow. Since we've been together? Oh, I guess I mean all four of us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We recorded in the month. No, 11, so it's seven months only. Because you guys recorded in okay. June. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so back with the Sons of Thunder. All four here in Minnesota. Yeah, we're in my backyard or lack thereof right now. I just moved, and hopefully you can't hear the cicadas. But we're in Minnetonka. Uh huh. <laughs> we're trying to scheme up some kind of mudslide. There's like this little swamp area in the backyard here. Yeah, it'd be fun. You know, Minnetonka is known for its swamps. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Drain the swamp. Drain. <laughs> you leave my swamp where it is. <laughs> So, uh, what's going on? Let's, let's do a little life update. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Click clack. There's a lot of changes going on. breaking glass out of here. Yeah. Well, I moved three months ago, mm-hmm. and I live by Jacob's work now. Yep. Well, Which he... I will be going to in about five minutes. <laughs> so just a heads up, everyone. But uh, oh, the three of them, they've got it covered. So Yeah, big day. Uh, Which is my fault because of all the Minnesota construction. Oh, yeah. There's the two seasons in Minnesota. There's uh-huh. winter and construction. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you need to tell us more of your grandpa's yeah. things. Like, <laughs> grandpa, like his one-liners? Yeah, tell us another grandpa oh. one-liner. Oh, he, he says a lot of stuff when like we golf. And so like that's like when like the character comes out in him. Oh yeah. But um, if you like sky a shot, like means like you probably miss it and you hit it way too high and it doesn't go that far. He'll be like, "Don't touch it, God! It's a two-stroke penalty." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was golfing with I Jacob. I was golfing with Jacob and hit it up in the air, and Jacob said that. And I was like, Wait, "What?" <laughs> like, that was so eighty-year-old man in your skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Grandpa Herb, shout out to you up in heaven. They're intercede for us. Maybe for he's the, the one uh, touching the. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gonna be the one hitting, screwing yeah. up your enemy's yeah. games oh, whenever yeah. you play. Oh yeah. Got a phone call. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna call. You take that one. No, it's from Timmy. Oh, it's from Timmy's dad. Timmy, who's like seven foot three. <laughs> Eric, how about so you? What's funny. going on with your life? Um, look at this tan, by the way. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I just got back from Colorado. Been in the oh, this, keeps uh, going. out there in the summer, working at Camp Wetiwa. Um. Sleeping in a hammock, um, which just got to be bad for your back, dude. No, it's so good. Really? I have scoliosis and some other. I have this thing called Schwarman's disease, where Schwarman's. So I was like, the doctor told me when I was in seventh grade that I'm supposed (laughs) to be like six five, like my brother's height, like tall as him. Yeah. But because they like. What ha- what happens is my spine. I think. I mean, I may be wrong. Some. We're not doctors. Yeah, yet. that's right. Well, one day, maybe. And uh, my spine's like abnormally tight. So like my hamstrings are tight, and there's these like these, these there's these little pits on the top and bottom of my vertebrae. So if I would have stretched more growing up, I honestly would have been <laughs> taller. That's what they told me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, oh, you're six two though. That's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna make your kid. I'm gonna make my kid stretch every day. Like, you know, <laughs> like stretch. Hang by his legs. Stretch. Out. Stretch. Out. Stretch. 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 But uh, yeah, so that was camp. That was fun. But yeah, so the the summer in Colorado, and then I'm moving back down. I'm moving down to Colorado, uh, September third or fourth. Okay. I'm living in the Companions House down in Denver, actually. Oh, so wow. the Companions of Christ awesome. own a house, and I'm living there with Sweet. a bunch of lay guys. So that'll be fun. Um, 
Yeah, Sean. What's going on with you? Yeah. I'm getting married in two days. What? Yeah. <laughs> giving us time. Like that. August 18th. Yeah, Jeez. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just finishing up wedding planning. and yeah. Like, it's going to be the biggest life change ever in, like, yep. two days. Because, like, Dude. I don't... Flexi and I aren't living together, obviously. But, like, we have a new apartment. We're living in a new, like, area. Like, it's going to be... A, Totally. I'm living in my parents' basement right now. Yeah, which is a house in itself. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you got a yeah. huge house. Dude. And where are you going on your honeymoon? We're going to Hilton Head. Yeah, Hilton Head. Yeah, so that'll be good. It's in South South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. there'll be a live recording of the wedding. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I myself and the groomsmen, so you'll dude, see me. We could honestly do a video. Let's not. No, <laughs> no it's. <laughs> no, just a quick one. Like, look at this reception yeah, yeah. reception party. Yeah, yeah maybe that. Photos for Facebook. Yeah, that's right. So the Sons of Thunder will be out. Just like, Saturday night. yeah. <laughs> Spam the lights. You guys, you guys remember Cowboy Jacks? Way back when, Wait, like, like literally last December? September. Yeah. Like, no, no, like the, the first time they got rid of the bull. I, I know. I rode the bull. Like, no. Yeah. The bull's gone. Were getting, too many drunk girls were getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting hurt. Come on, yeah. drunk girls. Oh, I remember right. when I beat my brother on the time. Well, I when Father John. <laughs> Your brother didn't last long. Yeah, man. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty heavy set. Top. You know, it kind of just throws off. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when Father John Nepple was in town, I wanted to bring him on the bull, but I didn't know. He would have been good. He would have been great. Oh, he would have. Yeah. He would have hiked up the black slacks, went for it. You know, <laughs> a priest, right? Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be, awesome. That'd be a sight to see. Oh, some look. scandal involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the bar, everyone's cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So there was, a, there was a priest this summer that said, because um, we're living in a community, a camp, mm-hmm. you just live with 30, you know, yeah. 29 other people yeah. for the whole summer, and like super, oh. no electricity, you're up on a mountain, kind of just like, you know, remote. Um, but he says, love promiscuously. And like, I, feel like I was just like kind of scandalized. I was like, what does that mean? Like there's a dating fast and all that stuff. But he just talked about how like we need to love openly. Like we just love everyone. Yeah. Like love, like yeah. you can't, you know, like like don't only love one person. Like love promiscuously. And I was like, oh. Like no. And then it was like, kind of scandalizing. But then it made sense. So it was kind of I that funny. kind of plays into something. My mom's best friend, shout out Mary Anderson. She's amazing. She runs a yoga studio and her <laughs> husband owns Dunn Brothers. Oh, no, no. oh, So wow. you guys should go to Dunbros and just say you know me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like the most positive, lovey person ever. All mm-hmm. she does is go up to people and like hug them and like, ah, yeah. God loves you, I love you. And she That's did this so to some guy at a bar and of course he started to hit on her. And then he does it to another, <laughs> she's just loving promiscuously and that leads to kind of when you do that in our over-sexualized world or you do that. Yeah in a place where people don't know how to actually love back yeah. or receive yeah. it well, uh-huh. it gets her in kind of a heap of trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I it's like so that. Giving. Yeah. I just it think, yeah. yeah. You guys I, should meet Mary. I, I feel like that, Mary. that kind of love is so fulfilling for her too. You know? Because uh-huh. it's not yeah. about like, yeah. People don't get once you, once you give, you receive more. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the opposite of our culture. Yeah. How you need to receive first and then you're, then you have enough in your cup to give exactly. but it's like you need to you need to give in order to receive you yeah. need to take some water out of the cup in order to be filled mm, yeah. i see yeah. and like especially for people our age too you're in yeah. college it's like oh, i gotta do my classes and i gotta do my internship and then i gotta have a social life that's yeah. all me centered but then they fail to forget that like once you get done with college you're still yeah. working yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe starting a family then you yeah. gotta care for your yeah. family oh yeah and, you know, you're always going to be busy. You're always going to have to do things you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. your priorities. But yeah. you also got to remember other people in the midst of your priorities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. for me right now, like, 
just had having graduated in May. I'm sure Shawnee can probably relate mm-hmm. in some way. But just like I was looking back, I'm like, I was so busy. Like, you know, yeah. we had six a.m. morning prayer, and then it's like this, that, this, you know, like all these things until 10 p.m. every single night, and then I stay up till midnight because who wants to go to bed in college? <laughs> but uh, that's right. Jeez, and, we're not in college. But I know, but I realized I'm not gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the things and miss the people, but I'm like ready to go. You yeah. know what I mean, like I'm not I'm not really sad about it. Like I'm like I'm ready to graduate from college, but I'm gonna miss it. Um, but I'm also happy that I didn't just go through the motions that like I actually chose to do a lot of things and be busy because yeah. I feel like I actually formed myself in mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? And I didn't get to the end of college and Definitely. not have any reflection or any thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so important to just have self-reflection and make time yeah. for that, you know? Because I feel like you were being human, you know? Yeah. You were, you were living and you were like investing in people mm-hmm. and you were like in community. Mm-hmm. You were investing in a community that like sought, sought a higher purpose uh-huh. other than yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, it's all about community. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I, I don't think. I think community will save the world. You know what I mean? Like honestly, I think people living in community, yeah, in in, in communion together. You I know see. what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, one of the main points of that, and we were hitting on it, is receiving. And when we went to Chicago, he might have already said this, mm-hmm. but a big player, an appellate judge out there, was saying it's not about achievements; it's about receivements. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's receiving over achieving. Yeah. Which kind of plays in this whole like uh, faith only thing. It's like as a Protestant, Eric, maybe you can speak more about this, but like once you profess your faith in Jesus Christ, then you're good. And then that's actually one of the biggest problems. And Nietzsche destroys that argument. But I was having a great conversation with my friend, Will Phillips. He's, and he is so dang smart, but he just elaborated perfectly. It's like, yes, faith first and grace first, mm-hmm. but he was saying like faith is allowing the Holy Spirit and receiving and then from that letting the Spirit work in you so from receivements flow achievements I like that mm, yeah I like that a lot and well, I, I, I like what you said about I mean like I remember that in my Protestant faith like pro, like professing this truth right and saying like I believe in this and then from there it was like alright what else do I have to receive other than just like scripture just, you know what I mean like there, there was a lot of achieving that needed to be done yeah. like I, I felt like I really needed to like uh, like read this or study that or memorize this, like you know what I mean. Yeah. In order to actually live out my faith, but I feel like in the Catholic Church, from what I've seen, is that like at mass, it's just a total. You're just completely receiving. Like yeah. as a yeah. lay person, huh. like you're just wow. sitting there and you're completely mm-hmm. taking part in the worship by just receiving. And it, and it's, yeah. it actually uh, like it allowed me to rest. Like I felt so mm. exhausted in my faith. Yeah. But I remember just sitting in mass and being like, "Wow, like this is all provided for me. Like this uh-huh. two thousand years of tradition, and I'm just I, I play one." small role in this eternal story you know what I mean? yeah. like, and what is that role like you yeah. talked about you know self-knowledge like finding out who we are accepting that and yeah. then i think we can bring that to the, the church and be like okay i'm just going to receive you yeah. know because it's, it's not this you don't have to conquer anything because mm-hmm. people have already done it and you're just you, yeah. just, need mm-hmm. to, you just need to be there and jesus yeah. has already done it too yeah. you know yeah. i mean in the sacrifice so no, it's yeah. just receiving him in communion yeah because i think that's the biggest part of that's i think that's a really huge disconnect between like humanity and like faith and everything like that how like we need to earn it yeah like sometimes i get the mindset that i need to um like do all these things um i actually had this really weird um like experience in prayer last week and it was kind of about this it was kind of about doing actions and um going through the motions and like i was like praying and like this the weirdest like 
um, thing came to my head. I was watching ESPN like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, this is so right. weird. Okay, so I was pregnant. Shout out ESPN. Yeah, yeah, okay, so this was si- this was six years ago. I was watching ESPN, and this kid, he plays in the NBA, but he wears like eight socks, and he wears um, his shoes two sizes bigger because he um, because when he had his like breakout when he played in college or when he played in high school, he had to borrow his older brother's shoes and he just played like out of his mind. So ever since then, he's worn shoes that are two sizes bigger and he wears like 12 pairs of socks because he thinks that's what he needs to do no. in order to be a good basketball mm-hmm. player. So I was in prayer and this came to my mind and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but it was like super cool because I was able to reflect on that and be yeah. like, wow, these are, there's things like, okay, I need to pray 20 minutes, I need to say a rosary, yeah. you know, there's things that I've fallen slave to hmm. in order to, like, say that I, okay, well, I prayed today, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. I did what I needed to do today, but hmm. I think God was calling me more to just experience today and be present Dude, and receive so you know, much, you know? Yeah. Jake, we're going to... We're going to let you go. Jacob, yeah. I'll hey, see you. Uh, Jacob, later. Short, man. Jacob right, later. Jacob later. Signing out. Peace <laughs> All right, guys. Love you, big man. We'll be see in you touch. At the wedding. Boys. Yeah. See you at the oh, wedding. Oh, yeah. We'll see you. All right. We'll be casting soon, everybody. That's Don't right. worry. So, um, no, I'm really interested with that whole, I mean, just the whole idea of receiving. I think I think that's men need to learn how to receive in yeah. in their faith, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, especially men, we, we want to you know, either conquer, we want, you know what I mean? Like we, we want to do, we want to take action. Yeah. Um, it's built into us. Exactly. Like that, that I mean, is our purpose. I mean, like God said, Adam, go, yeah. go work. Uh-huh. You know I mean? Like, like God, God gave Adam work and we're meant to go work into, you know, till the garden and you know, go out there. But at first we need to, we need to receive. Um, yeah. And I think the, the, the best times for me in prayer okay in star wars after luke skywalker gets his hand cut off yeah you know what i mean right and he goes to hoth right and he's just in his yeah he's in the back the back to take to it i honestly like this entire summer i was so tired like i was exhausted like yeah like just just from rome to camp Portillo to my last year of school to camp Portillo again like it's just been a crazy yeah. year you know yeah. and i was just exhausted and i'm like all i want to do is just sit in a back to tank you know what I mean? And just, just like bounce. rejuvenate myself and yeah. feel just, you know, and like I think, you know, like on a hot day when you're just super sweaty out in the boat or something like that and you just jump in the, the cold water and it yeah. just refreshes you. Oh, like that's yeah. how I feel. Like those are like those are the times where it's my best prayer experience uh-huh. or like when you don't take a shower for five days out in the wilderness and you take, and then you take a shower <laughs> and you feel clean. It's like going to confession. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just like Dude. this, it's just like this rejuvenation yeah. and it, that's how I view prayer a lot of the times. Like, I'm just going to go sit in front of the tabernacle. I don't need to measure my prayer by what I say or what I do. Like, I just need to receive and just feel, just feel cleansed. You know what I mean? And just, like, uh-huh. sit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just sit in this back to tank yeah. of the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? It's weird, but I, that's how I always view it. Yeah. yeah. In my experience this summer, it's been, it's been a good challenge. Um, pretty much the same lines as you guys. Being forced to receive. Like, if we look back at, I think it's Psalm 23, where, you know, sometimes scripture just jumps out to you. And we talk about this, Eric, but the second sentence is, he, it's either the translation, or he makes or he forces me to lie down mm-hmm. in verdant mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so, like, think about it. I've been really reflecting on, like, the apostles have probably gotten, like, they've been let off too easy. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. look at these, but they were men. Yeah. Peter was a clown. Yeah. And, like, for my namesake, the Johannine figure, John was probably very similar to, like, I 
you know, what's in a name, a name, your identity. Yeah. So John, like me, probably was melancholic, got depressed really easy. I can see you as more of a Peter figure. <laughs> We've always said that. Peter, James? you're John. <laughs> Jesus. Get out of here, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> but Maya Summer has just been a, a total rediscovery of my, of my identity, which has been learning how to be on a solitary walk with Christ, mm. receiving at the foot of the cross, which is, no one wants to do that, but mm. Mary shows us how, and yeah. that's that's the way to it. It's We need to sit with Mary at the foot of the cross yeah. and receive. And one of my yeah. biggest questions is, well, why did you choose this way, God? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you take the way of the cross? Why did you construct me? being? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Have you all guys always noticed, like, the wording? It's his chosen people. Yeah. Well, why did you choose me versus yeah. everyone else? Why did you yeah. structure being so that not every single person can find self or can like live this way? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is uh-huh. one of the biggest arguments of atheism. So, yeah. okay, well, excuse my language, but look how effed up the world is. Like yeah. the structure, something's yeah. wrong. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We need some salvation or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and the human heart recognizes this problem. Mm-hmm. And, but it's it's a vague and obscure problem, but. The more you like identify precisely what it is, people in the past look at history, communism. People have been noticing there have been iniquities, and they've tried to re- rectify them. Yeah, but that's we can't do that. It's receiving first. Yeah, how shitty being is, understanding that, living in that, and then from that flows. Just look at the saints. Yeah, yeah, they have suffered more than anyone, but they suffered properly. Yeah, yeah. I think. Gosh. Well, I think the saints are. I mean, isn't it said that like, like they are the most human? Like, like yeah, you become yeah. a saint when you become the most human. And then I think, I think people do acknowledge that. Yeah, like, like this is the human condition. Like just suffering. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. like John Bellion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like His song condition. "Human." Yep. But see, I love that song, and it's yeah. really easy mm-hmm. to like commiserate mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Like, I hate being human. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then you throw your, <laughs> throw your golden locks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, ah, it's just a phase, mom. But see, no, it's not a phase. see, the thing is, it's like. <laughs> just picturing like I was like 10th grade angsty Eric longboarding like, like let's go let's I was with so my friends. psyched when I got my first Green Day album <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right I walk a lonely road <laughs> but like I mean well, it's, I mean it's also funny to think about just the transition of like your your brain develops and you kind of that, that just kind of goes I watched A Quiet Place last night wow. and the teenager in that movie is deaf um, but she has to be silent and my mom was like Man, it must be so hard to be silent and be a teenager. And I was like, "You're right. Like, it, it, it is hard. Like, it's just, it was funny, but um, but just the human condition. I think people acknowledge that. They're like, yeah, there's suffering in the world, right? But they but they leave it at that. Like, yeah. they just accept that. You know what I mean? Or not even that. I was having a conversation with a guy in Colorado on the ranch here. Yeah. Um, great dude. We bonded. He worked with me for three days, and he, this dude lived in Boulder, lived the Boulder life. Loved pot, loved yeah. just like, and he was he yeah. was a great dude. He would have been a perfect guy alongside us. But yeah. when I brought up, I was like, okay, there's some suffering in my life, and I wanted to get deep and vulnerable. He's like, no, 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 don't talk about that. Like, like yeah. don't yeah. talk about yeah. suffering. Wow. Come on, let's just be positive. I was like, exactly. You can't ignore it. You can't yeah. negate what's actually going yes. on. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And I think the biggest thing, I mean, so I, I had a really hard summer at camp. Just it was. Um, different from what my expectations were going to be. Um, we had one or two guys not come back for the summer, so I kind of had to fulfill a role that I wasn't planning to fulfill, and um, I was hoping to do more so, like, this full-time work. And 
I felt stuck. Like I literally felt like it was something in my life that was just like, Eric, you need to do this. And I, like, yeah. I was like, I, I want to go home. Like I want to go back home and be with my yeah. friends and those that yeah. I love, you know, and, and just rest. That conflict. Yeah. And I think, but I think what comes with receiving is also, because for all those that choose to live a Christ-like life will be persecuted and will experience suffering because the enemy is real, right? And he doesn't want us to experience the Lord yeah. right? and joy and everything, right? So we will experience suffering, but it's receiving that suffering. And I think, so I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now. Mm. And I'm at the, I'm at like, halfway through two towers on the Frodo and Sam part with Gollum and they just met Barmir yeah. and all that stuff, right? But I, uh, oh, wow. the biggest thing I've taken away from the book, say we're just, I guess two towers are the point I'm at, is that Frodo never, he never complains mm-hmm. about his burden. Yeah. And, hmm. and he, he never, he never denies it. You know, like he never tries to hide it. You know what I mean? He says, this is mine. I, yeah. I, I'm going, I need to do this. I oh. am doing this. Not you, it's me. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's chosen to receive what, you know, his mission is. You yeah. Know I mean? And he's not letting others have that. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's totally in receptivity yeah. of it. He's just like, I, this is mine. I want to do it. The, yeah. the ring is mine. I need, I need to do it. Because he knows. This. He has that self-knowledge yeah. exactly. of what it's came the his way. Exactly. You know? That's one of my favorite parts of the film is right at Amon Sul where uh-huh. he's running out and he's realizing, I'm in a hunk of crap right now. And yeah. Aragorn's being attacked. And it goes back to the scene where he's sitting at his decision. Yeah. And in his mind comes up Gandalf, and he's Proto says, "I wish none of this had ever happened. I wish the ring had never come to me." What's Gandalf's response? So who do all who come to see such times? Yeah, my yeah. dear Frodo. Exactly. No, that's exactly. Yeah. Like, and his next word is, "It's not." Or no, dang. I'm, if I get this wrong, I'm gonna shoot myself. And he's like, <laughs> "It's not for us to decide what to do. The time is. Ah, oh, no. What is it? It's so do all who come to see such times, my dear Frodo." Yeah. That is not for us to decide. Is all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given to us. Yeah. And right there, he That's, receives yeah. that. Yeah. All we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given to us. Mm-hmm. And Sean, for me, like I don't know, I'm, I admire you so much because I've had such a tough time receiving love, especially in a feminine way, uh-huh. just because women. Yeah, like women. <laughs> there are so many disordered routes you can take, yeah. but. To actually yeah. have the cojones to mm-hmm. receive love in yeah. a, like a committed way, oh, yeah, dude. Can you speak more on that? Yeah, I guess it's like you just have to accept. I mean, yeah, I guess what Galaxy and I have been just going through is just accepting that we aren't enough for each other, mm-hmm. just knowing that, and just yeah, just knowing that like God needs to be present, and that um, like we both have crosses that we have to bear, and like. I'm taking on Delexi's crosses and she's taking on mine. And that, that like, that really hit us like this spring and early summer. Like, cause we start, we like, we've been dating for like two years, almost three. Wow. So it's been like a lot and we've really gotten to know each other and gotten to know each other's faults and everything like that. So like, I would say we have a lot of reason to, to not get married, you know, yeah. because it's hard because we're young because there's so many options to, to leave or to, I mean, to seek a more pleasurable route and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's not about that, you know, it's about, um, accepting our desires. And my desire is to like marry my best friend and Alexis, my best friend, you know? So it's like, mm. you don't get that many more female best friends, <laughs> but in like, just in terms of like accepting someone for their faults and knowing that they're not perfect yeah. is really hard to overcome. Because, 
it comes back to, to receiving their love and to like just knowing where you are in the relationship mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's it, engagement has been pretty hard just like diving into these crosses that we have to bear and like realizing that I have to bear that too with her and I'm going to help her along that way. Mm-hmm. And then her diving into my crosses, you know, that I have to bear every day. One of them being like <laughs> my allergies, <laughs> like I'm allergic to like dairy and nuts and peanuts and Delexi's <laughs> like, my favorite food is peanut butter. Like how is this going to work? With a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, Sean, I'm giving up nuts for you, so you better appreciate that, you know? So it's like, <laughs> but it's true, you know, we're all... Those crosses in marriage, man. Yeah, so we're, we're ready to dive in and like... Oh my gosh. I feel like we've already experienced... I know that I'm probably so ignorant right now going into marriage, but we've experienced a lot of mm. the, the friction and the mm. crosses of it. But, I mean, we still want it, Yeah. you know? No matter how, how much Delexi and I fight, I still want to be with her yeah. at the end of the night. You know, people, I'm just going to say one thing. People always are astounded that my friends are getting married. Yeah, I know. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I waited till I'm 500 years old. Uh But you've hit the nail right on the head, Sean. It's Mm -hmm. that you're not going through this naturally. Naturally at 23, no human being could be committed to another person. And you've opened yourself up to that trust and the sacrament, the mystery, mm-hmm. and the supernatural way. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, you just kind of opened my eyes that, like, marriage is, like, we always talk about self-gift, right? Or, like, yeah. giving yourself to one another for the rest of your life. But, like, I honestly... It seems more holy to think about it like you're receiving someone for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, to I become think, one flesh. Yes. Like, you're, like, you're receiving... Like, you're not... not go, I mean, it's a, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a give and take, right? But it it's is. like... You're ultimately receiving, like, you have to receive them. You can't just, because yeah. I think, like, throughout life, I don't know, I think just, like, when it comes to love, like, it's so easy for your heart to get hardened, you know what yeah. I mean? Especially when you're dating someone for so oh, long yeah. and engaged, you know what I mean? And just kind of, like, you know what I mean? But, like, if you could learn how to practice constantly receiving that person for who they are, like, not changing them, but accepting them, like, yeah. that's that's the coolest thing. And I think, what well, St. Anthony of Padua once said that, um, like, be satisfied in me, which a lot of people think is a prayer, but I think it's a poem. I really think it's a poem. I don't think it's a prayer. You don't want to pray that. Like, be satisfied. And you're like, we're not talking about me. It's a poem about the Lord. Anyhow. Oh, good to say. Um, so, like, look uh, it up. You guys can decide, all right? But nice. everyone's like, oh, prayer. I like the poem. But, um, <laughs> but uh, he talks about how, like, we will encounter someone and meet someone that is a, like, a physical representation of our relationship with Jesus, like, yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. Right? And I think... How, like, when we receive Christ, like, in communion, you know what I mean? Like, it's so good to be in communion with, with our significant other, uh-huh. or, or I guess with our yeah. spouse, on the modern significant other, right? But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I think just because you said, maybe um, I'm probably ignorant, shows that you're yeah. probably not ignorant, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think a lot of people are ignorant when it comes to receiving, because uh-huh. I, cause I'm just thinking, like, practicals of this, like, how do we... Because the, 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 yeah. there's a lot of prayers of surrender. There's a lot of there prayers is. of like humility, but there's not a lot of prayers of receptivity, right? So yeah. it's like it's like Lord, pray that I would like I pray that I would be more receptive to you, right? Like uh-huh. there's no like no saint has ever really written up this huge receptivity prayer besides the fiat, I guess Mary. Yeah, I guess that works. That works fine, yeah. I guess. Luke's <laughs> <laughs> chapter two. That's right. Dang it. Um, but uh, but I think just ignorance. People people are so ignorant to the ways that they need to receive. So like mm-hmm. a practical that I want to give is just like, 
go and sit with the Lord and, and ask him, like, what are you asking me to receive? What, what are you wanting me to receive today? Because yeah. I think that's our path to holiness. Like, yeah. Just like Mary, the complete, complete natural fiat, supernatural fiat. I've heard just saying, like, um, that, that will be done. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember it all. It's early. Yeah, and it's like, you have to, I mean, I think it's really important to accept that, like, you have crosses that you have to bear. And yeah. one of the things with marriage is that it's like a, like, I more experience Christ's love through Delexi because, like, I'm so broken and, like, I have so many faults and she has so many faults. And, like, we have to pick up our crosses and walk together, you know, towards heaven. And that's like Christ, you mm-hmm. know, Christ picked up his cross and yeah, he asked us yeah. to pick up his cross. And when Delexi loves <clears throat> me, when I'm being, like, a total idiot, and I'm, like, so emotionally, like, ignorant to her yeah. feelings and stuff like that. And she's like, Sean, I forgive you. And I didn't even, like, ask, like, I'm sorry. I didn't even say I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, and that's just an experience of Christ's love and mm. just how, like, I just have to accept that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I'm loving where the Spirit has led this conversation. Yeah. And another practical is, you know, this big distinction between, what you're saying, Sean, all these literal, holy, like filled with more than just a natural response to what you're presented with in life. The big distinction is that you've identified these problems. Uh-huh. And it's saying identification of problems is, it's necessary to be as close to the emergence as possible because that way it can be stated properly and directed with directly. Now that yeah. doesn't make sense, but I wrote this down the other day. I was just saying unspecified problems either voluntary ignoring them or being ignored out of fear it will paralyze and cripple you but confronting them with courage and actually looking it forces you to look at the object yeah because being forced to confront the evil the hidden chaos like that's what my friend billy you didn't want to confront yeah, suffering yeah. you don't want to confront that you're a broken man mm-hmm. and there are so many situations where there's a saying from frank underwood from House of Cards, where he says, <laughs> everything is about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. <laughs> well, and like, if you think about that from a natural well, standpoint, that makes sense, because you're like, I'm, I'm most vulnerable with this person, mm-hmm. and how, how am I going to, am I going to receive you? No, you just, it's, about, it's about dominance. Yeah. But what you've been explaining is that that's not how you receive love. Yeah. That that's not love at all. In fact, that's the most disordered. Mm-hmm version of love yeah i think people yeah just saying that like people are scared to be vulnerable oh my gosh it's frightening to be broken yeah but like even i think we did a podcast on vulnerability but like it leads to i think it leads to power and i think like once you let's say you're a manager of a company and let's say you're vulnerable with your like lowest employees and you like like lower yourself to like the janitor and you say hi to the janitor every day and you're like the owner of the company like that's going to give you more power because these people respect you and then you're lowering yourself to to those standards and when you're like with your friends like it i'm not saying it creates more power over it but you're just more human and people see that in you much more identifiable yeah 
Yeah, Joe Massick and I were talking at Spy House Coffee the other the other day. <laughs> How bougie of you! It was. It was weird. <laughs> we just like didn't fit in. Was he wearing? Was he wearing like? Oh, Jackson? he was wearing his DJ. Outfits. Was he? Was he wearing? Was he wearing his Michael Jackson kind of like? It was white, like flashy, like check out my chest hair kind of thing. No, it was more of a like the top and the bottom were opposite colors on the oh. color scheme, of course. Make Joe, sense. Joe looks. He's a sharp dresser. Yeah. He's, he's, it's his wardrobe is so unique. <laughs> no like, one. Else. I've never like he literally he walks around. Like if he had a like like a cane, you yeah. know what I mean. You could have and, a and cane. And his wife Chris no was wearing like 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 a first scarf. I'd enough. be like, no I'd be one like, would. All right, that guy yeah. probably is part of the mafia and will murder me if I give him the wrong look. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you have angered my family. That's right. But we and were yeah, saying my daughter's wedding, Madeline. You come to my daughter's wedding. I can't wait for that day. He's like he's like a big old Gimli. Is what he is. Yeah. So we were just talking about the exact same thing, except in my case, whenever you encounter a situation of uncomfortability or confusion or the unknown, when you encounter chaos and you can't specify what it is, yeah. Yeah. you have two obstacles we'll yeah. go on to get. Yeah. You could either resort out of fear and try to protect yourself, or you can trust in God. Mm. And so he was saying, if your heart is covered with rocks and you keep putting on rocks out of fear to try to build up this wall, yeah. You will never get to where you want to be. You will never experience love. So yeah. you need to take out these rocks in trust. Yeah. It's the fear versus trust. And Father John in confession once was telling me, fear is the heart of sin. Mm. Yeah. Trust is the heart of love. <laughs> see, I love that. Every time you make, you encounter chaos in its most, wow. like you cannot literally pin down what's happening. Yeah. 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 You can shirk back out of fear or stand and trust Basic, God yeah. mm. and in that you remove a stone from your heart and then yeah. out of that comes the vulnerability which God can come into yeah. your heart and, and I think ah oh, the life of the heart it's oh, crazy don't oh, it's cover so, it up it's so painful like that, that whole experience too is super because I think I mean in the, in the same way that if you were trying to grow a, a flower or a plant mm-hmm. or something like that right and you just kept on stacking rocks on top of it right like when you take it off it's going to be bare and it's going to need a little bit of time before it starts growing again yeah. right yeah, very and true. I think and I think the heart is the same way because I think when when we're vulnerable and we go to the Lord and want to receive from Him, He may have something for us that that, that we don't totally want. You know, what I mean, but it's, it's choosing that, but it's also allowing our heart to be like like those those layers of the layers of the world, the lies, the wounds, the sin in our life, right, to just be peeled back. Yeah. And that's really painful because we're left vulnerable, right? Yeah. And but I think that's but that's but that's what Jesus meant when He came that we may have life to the full, right? Yeah, and, that, and that 10. and that the that the, the enemy comes to steal and, and you know, the, the thief and all that stuff, right? Because I think he comes to kill and steal and all of this. But I yeah. think, like, I honestly, like, when I'm in sin or, like, when I'm not at the best spot or I'm just not choosing to receive what the Lord has for me, I feel dead. Like, I just don't feel as yeah. alive, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but I think if, as soon as I allow my heart to be open to him and I remove those rocks and I actually allow myself to, to, to flourish in his love and not my own love or someone else's love, like, that's when I start living life to the full. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. That That's exactly sense. what I've been encountering is that sin has been, he's, the enemy's done a great job of <clears throat> using that to his advantage because sin is yeah. not something prescriptive. It's not, yeah. it's not the church saying doing this is bad. Yeah. Doing this is bad. It's yeah. a description. It's saying if you do these things, which is the fabrication of your own happiness, you're going to feel dead. Yeah. yeah. Because you cannot, there's a debt in your heart and you cannot repay it by your own works. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
and it sucks because you have to surrender that and you literally cannot do that. You need to receive the grace, which is the participation in God's existence. Yeah. I think it comes with the stillness too. Like oh, you yeah, have yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like you can't, I mean, there's, there's been so many times in my life where I'm like, I can just think of like in the past two years of like me, like wanting to figure something out and trying to force it or being like, Lord, come yeah. on, like, tell me like what's yeah. going on. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, I'm receiving your grace. Okay. I'm ready to go. Like you actually literally just like, just shut up and be still. Like, yeah. you know, like just go, go, just go sit in front of the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Like I send that back to tank and just like, Oh, just be still, you know, yeah. like you can't receive a, and run at the same time. You're a yeah, yeah. baton runner, like yeah. waiting for the, yeah. the come on, just yeah. pass off the baton. Yeah. Of yeah. But I'm still running, you know what I mean? And I actually, okay. so um, <laughs> I have another example. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. So I was listening to this podcast six years ago. Um, I'm just kidding. seven years ago. <laughs> no, it was actually yesterday. And this guy was, um, he went to uh, South Africa and he was explaining his trip when he, he went to track animals, to track rhinos and um, dogs oh. and, like, lions and stuff like that. So they would wake oh, up my. at, like, they would wake up at 4.30 in the morning, and they would go to this treehouse in the middle of the park, and the stars were still up, and the, the sun was just, so the stars would go, um, would go away, and the sun would come up, and they would, they would wait for the first call, and they would, they would be in silence for, like, two hours. Mm. And they would wait for the first call, because they're trying to track animals, whether that be a, a lion, they would hear a lion roar, or they would um, listen for a rhinoceros, or they would like look for dogs. So they'd be in this giant treehouse on top of the whole park, Dang. and they would just be drinking their coffee in silence, like like you mentioned, yeah. and they would wait for the first call. And so I just thought that was so amazing because you need to be quiet, and you need to, because there's so many places you can go in the park. You know, mm. there's so many places like like. There's so many options that you have, but you need to wait for the first call in order to direct yourself towards towards something towards something and towards like something that is actually like there, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that that's what comes with silence. That's what comes with prayer and mm-hmm. like sitting in front of the tabernacle because Christ gives you the first call and the first direction of where yeah, to go. Yeah, and know? sometimes it's just the call to stay there. It's a yeah. call, it's a call to be still. Uh-huh. Like you know, what I mean, like I. Um, I mean, just going back to Frodo in the ring, I think it's good to ask ourselves, like, what, what ring do I have in my life? Like, what burden is the Lord, what cross is Uh the Lord asking me to carry? And, and to diligently do that and to, and to choose to, to carry it. You know what I mean? And, but, but to to begin and to remain in him the entire time. Yeah. You know, I think, um, like Lembus, like that's, it could be. An, an analogy to the Eucharist, right? Like they receive this bread and they get, it gives them a lot of life. You know, yeah. And it's there the entire trip for them and whatnot. But I think ultimately what I see in Frodo, is just this, it's just this diligence, you know, like he's, he's, he's received his call, you know what I mean? And then the other thing is that King David, I, I'm going like three different directions here, but King David, Joe, another Joe Massick thing, little DJ, DJ Massick. He was telling me how King David, between the time he was anointed and the time that he was appointed was like many, many years, right? Mm. So as a kid, he was he was told, you are going to be king. And then between the time he w- that was told to him to the time he became king, he like someone tried to kill him, right? Like he fought um, Palestinian. Goliath, all Palestinian. Like I'm saying like all of these all these crazy things happened in his life that he never foresaw after he was anointed king, but he wasn't appointed king, right? Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for all of that time in between when he was anointed to when he was appointed, he wouldn't be as good of a king as he was, yeah. right? Because he, he took that time to reflect and to be oh. and to remain with, with, with God and say, I know you want me to do this, right? 
so why am I going through all of this? But rather than rather than rejecting it, he just chose to accept it and reflect on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even when uh -huh. we, like Frodo, he said, you need to carry this ring, right? And then he was in the Shire by himself for like 20 years or something like that, something like that, and until until Gandalf came back and he's like, okay, it's time to go, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a point where we receive our call, but it's not a time to go yet. Or yeah. there's there's a where, where, where we encounter the Lord, and then there's a, there's a time and a space where we just have to remain still and, trust, and be with Him and trust and, trust. and receive yeah. and be constantly receiving because if we stop, we'll never know when to go. Yeah. Right. We'll never hear that call of the rhinoceros or the yeah. lion or whatever. Right. But I think yeah, it's definitely yeah. about being yeah. present. You know, each exactly. day and yeah. receiving each day's gift. Amen. Like, <clears throat> if Frodo were to think like, were to like imagine what it would be like. Right when he like gets his yeah, call, right yeah. when Frodo's like, okay, you need to carry this burden of the yeah. ring and stuff like that. If you were gonna imagine what would happen in like the third movie when yeah. he's trying to throw it into the, like, he wouldn't do it, no. you know. Oh, yeah. But God gives you enough strength to last like one day, yes. and every yeah, to you exactly. the next day. He yeah. equips so, you for the journey that you're on yeah. at that time. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, even thinking about college for like some listeners here, like if you're a senior in college or if you just graduate, like myself, like. I'm just thinking back to freshman year, like all of this sh like shit that I went through oh, these yeah. four years, just like crazy hard things, but crazy awesome things, just like these heights and depths of, of joy and of, uh -huh. of sorrow, right? But I wouldn't be the man that I am unless I had that, you know yeah. what I mean? And I wouldn't be prepared yeah. to like move down to Colorado or yeah. like possibly get married or engaged in sometime in the future or like, yeah. what, you know what I mean? Like I know who I am now is because the Lord has given me a lot and I need to choose yeah. to receive that. I need to stop running from that yeah. and just say yes and and do my damn job. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just honestly, yeah. that's what it is. So, yeah. 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 So what other practicals do you guys have? I think the big one and the one that pretty much either makes or breaks my day is if I meditate on the word. That that alone is like building your foundation on stone versus and rock versus sand. Yeah. So the big difference is if I'm drawing from the well of Jesus first thing in the morning, like you're saying, Sean, if we are sitting and being still, the only way to really do that is to be with the Word. Yeah. And I think it's like consistency too. Exactly. Like, I mean, bringing in the workout aspect. Like working out every day, that feels amazing because you you put it on the schedule. You're like, okay, I'm going to work out in that, and at 3 o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. Like that feels great once you get it done. So I think applying that to prayer and applying that to um, meditation yeah. and silence, like having that consistency. Yeah is what gets you through the emotionality of the day. Monsignor yeah. Schlag, whom, with whom I just went to Sicily, he's an absolute clown. We'll get him on the next podcast. Yes, he was, he was saying it's called a plan of life, and it sounds grandiose and big, but what it is is just being consistent and committed to when you're going to actually pray, or in yeah. other words, when are you going to sit and receive. Yeah. That's what I was going to was my, my one practical, besides like asking yourself and reflecting on like, what what is my burden or what is my ring in my life but it's just daily prayer like i, I try to pray every single day and it's it's really hard yeah. i am not good at daily prayer um and it's it, it scares me with an achievement mindset yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. right that is one well, it's also like well, i'm also not holy unless i take 30 minutes a day. you know what i mean i'm just so i've been trying to simplify my prayer life of like okay what can i do to just be like i need to just be with the lord and next year i'll have a chapel in my house so i'm super excited for that like yeah. plus it's going to be right downstairs mm -hmm. but for right now, I think a good practice would be um, right when you wake up. I mean, I, I always, I'm a monster in the morning. I don't like waking up, but uh, I feel like the Tasmanian devil. But I, uh, but um, just 10 minutes of just sitting, like 10 minutes of just sitting there and being silent yeah. and just 
just being quiet and saying, Lord, what do you have for me? And then just yeah. don't talk. Just yeah. nothing. And just clear your mind, breathe, and be still, and see what the Lord has for you. Because I think great. he's going to reveal desires or certain tendencies mm-hmm. in your heart and whatnot. So I think yeah. just being still for 10 minutes a day, starting out at 10 minutes, yeah. and having that be part of your prayer. And I think it's really, I would say that's very important to do in the morning, if you can. Yeah. Because, like, you order your priorities on yeah. the day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, like it should, you should be working on your health in yeah, the morning. Yeah. You should be working on your day. You should be working on like your spiritual yeah. um, health. Like that's why it's great to work out in the morning. Yeah. That's why it's great to pray in the morning. And it's just like before all the busyness, yeah. like charge that battery. You need to charge your battery yeah. like, emotionally too. Yeah. A lot of me just always thinks like, okay, I slept for eight hours. I'm good. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like, when you get so burnt out more, so, yeah, much so much quicker. So yeah. your, your body's being rested, but not your soul. And not yeah. to over overwhelm or swamp you guys. Living next to a swamp. Hi-yo. <laughs> Much <But> life. <laughs> the Italians, I was introduced to this thing. They do a rosary walk where they just walk in circles and say the rosary. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And <laughs> How big are the circles? Ave Maria, grazie, plena, Signor Conte. Italian just blasting it off. But it was so refreshing because they do it right after lunch. And this is something I've been trying to institute as well, but it's so hard. What they do is they... Like, because, I don't know, one or two o'clock, you know, people drink coffee yeah, or buy their energy. But what they do for their energy is they, you walk around slowly so that your body has time to digest and it's time to, like, recuperate. And when you say the rosary, I don't know, you don't have to be totally meaning every single word. But it's l- allowing yourself to not as much go through the motions, but just receive what you're saying. And over time, you'll be put in, like, a more meditative state. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I don't know about you guys, but sitting around and saying, I forget where I'm at, I don't yeah. finish. But if you're walking and actually in a sort of like Jedi meditative state, mm. you're just being there. So that's what I would recommend. And we're offering you guys a plethora of options. Yep. Don't live by the law. Live by what works for your heart. And I want to do that for our next podcast is a yeah. Pharisaic podcast. Ooh. How to be a Pharisee. How to exactly be a Pharisee. <laughs> DIY. Follow my lead. <laughs> you know, speaking of coffee, John brought John bought us coffee this morning. Shout out Yo-Yo Donuts. It's yeah, like, shout out to Yo-Yo yeah, you know, Yo-Yo shout out Yo-Yo Donuts. Yo-Yo. We'll, we'll stop by giving him a little business card after this. But we it's could, like dude. it's like threat level midnight for me right now. So we should wrap up. <laughs> yep. I got to get to the bathroom. Um, but uh, thanks for tuning in. It's I mean, it's been like two months so since good we podcast. So thanks, thanks for tuning with all the craziness. Yeah. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. See you, boys. Take care. So uh, you got Eric. Sean. And John. Thanks oh. for listening. Ciao. Thunder. Feel the thunder.